Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Welcome to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. You're about to meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerged triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Here's Frankie to show you how. Welcome to this very special show of Mission Unstoppable. Uh, a few weeks ago, the controversy and negative chatter surrounding singer Adele drew my attention. Adele was called out for cultural appropriation because she wore a Jamaican flag bikini top and more importantly, banshee braids in her hair. What was she doing? She was celebrating a long-held Caribbean-style festival called Notting Hill in London. So this got me to thinking about cultural appropriation and the difference between that and appreciation the black experience in america versus africa and other parts of the world so i reached out to a couple friends to ask them if they would join me in discussing this very important and timely topic so with me today is myra mcknight she is the ceo of better one better two relationship academy as well as the host of hindsight radio and she has a new book launching this month called struggling to keep the vow she's mm -hmm. We're going to, can't wait for that book to come out, Myra. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> also with me today is Alex Akorji. She's known as the queen of expression. She yes. is a multiple award-winning actress, author, radio personality, creative mm -hmm. consultant, CEO of Bragg Media, the Bragg Radio Network, and host yes. of the Naked Talk. She comes to us from her home in Lagos, Nigeria. Oh, I should say that um, Myra is coming to us from Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Unfortunately, our other guest, Nambu, who was supposed to join us today, looks like she may have contracted COVID. So we are all going to give her our prayers and well wishes and hope that she recovers very, very quickly. So welcome, ladies. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Thank you, Frankie. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here too. Yes. I'm going to give a, I'm going to um, give a short explanation. Cultural appropriation is supposed to be, or is said, that is when somebody adopts an aspect of a culture that's not their own. Mm. But that's the basic definition. The deeper understanding of cultural appropriation refers to a particular power dynamic in which members of a dominant culture take elements from a culture of people who had been systematically oppressed by that dominant culture. And that's why they say cultural appropriation is not the same as cultural exchange, where people mutually... Oh, Frankie... Thank you. I know that when Adele put on, you know, the, the Jamaican bikini and the cultural braids, the people mm -hmm. from, from the Caribbean culture reached out to her and said, oh, Adele, we love you. We think it's great that you're wearing our flag. You know, yeah. don't worry about anything. It's all really cool. Yeah. And, and I know that when you go to Jamaica, I mean, they'll go to the beaches and they'll say, do you want your hair braided? Do you want your hair done? You know, buy our stuff. And I'm mm -hmm. sure when you go to any foreign country they try to sell you know if i went to africa I, there, there'd be african prints you know why don't you buy this or why don't you buy that so as a white person if i buy that stuff is it wrong for me to buy that stuff i'm not making money on it so what do you got what do you think who wants to take the floor <laughs> 
you know, I'll say, no, it's not wrong for you to buy it. You know, why not? It's, it's about unification and coming together. You do have pockets of people that want to kind of hijack, um, you know, uh, as far as they say cultural, as far as hairstyles, but I get hairstyles from anybody. It doesn't matter. And for, for them to just kind of put Adele, who's one of my favorite, favorite songstress, uh, in that box, I think it's kind of unfair. Uh, to do that, they said they did the same thing to Bo. Uh, was it Bo? Uh, Bo Derek years ago yeah. when she did those braids, it was kind of like, Oh my god, how dare you do that? You know, but but what do you think, Alex? Well, you know what? I, I think, first of all, no, you're not wrong to buy them because let's be honest, there is, um, even though there's a group of people who are trying to preserve culture, there is a globalization that's happening right now, right? Okay. The modern multicultural ecosystem where we're all basically exchanging our cultures and, and arts and, and style and taste and all of that. So yes. with Adele, I really feel like I, Adele was appreciating the culture Mm-hmm. not a misappropriating it or mm-hmm. appropriating it because I felt like, first of all, you know, I heard she grew up in the neighborhood where, right. um, yeah. you know, the carnival happens. I've been to the carnival here, right? They had one time, I think it took in 1998 or something, there was a nothing Hill carnival here in Lagos. I'm not Jamaican, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I wanted to be, you know, at the carnival. So I think I, what I saw was a woman whose body has changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. who just wanted to flung, you know, come oh, into, you know, she was just trying to right. um, wear this new body and she thought, oh, well, I'm going to this carnival. I can wear mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Now I still understand though, that when we talk about uh, appropriation, cultural appropriation, we're talking about also not using stuff out of context. So I guess the mm-hmm. issue that those who are preserving the culture have a problem with is the fact that she was wearing their flag, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So maybe, you know, wearing the flag, which let's be honest, you, there, there are ways that you can um, borrow from a culture or you can try something out without misappropriating the culture in itself. Mm-hmm. So when you look at something as a national icon as the flag right and here she was wearing this flag you know she, she's not jamaican that would be out of context that yeah. might look wrong yeah yeah, yeah okay she did, she did wear the the i think her her um top was um, the crop top the bikini top was, was yeah but yeah, where she where that that wasn't the problem where the people had the problem was with the bantu braids and it was the americans that had yes. the problem with the yes. Bantu braids True. they go how yeah. dare you wear those braids they belong to our african culture and yeah. you're not allowed to wear those yeah, I mean, I'm sure that somebody said, I'm sure she didn't do those on her own. Somebody said, hey, let, don't let me yeah. do your hair like this for you. you know? yeah. I'm pro- I'm probably was a black, probably was a black Probably was. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> they really was. looked very nice. They were beautiful. Yeah. Those, those braids were really beautiful. So it had to be somebody that knew how to do that, you know, from the culture. But I just, I still think that that was just an expression because, and we said America, of course, because I can see where it's um, the Americans are having to all get out about it. But in America, we've taken some of the other culture as well. You know, when it comes to modeling, it comes to clothes. I mean, I wear blonde hair like nobody's crazy, you know? So I I just kind of think, you know, and and some of the styles, the cut styles, I use them too. But I think here in America, we kind of, we're very protective, even in the middle, because even a lot of us that's not from Jamaica is protective of Jamaica, Right. And, you know, so I think, you know, to, to kind of disparage her and put her out like that, I, I, I wouldn't have done that, but I see that she was just trying to be um, a part of the camaraderie, a part of being fun, a part of being sisterhood. And she was kind of knocked out for just 
being sisterhood is my thought about it. Like we have carnival here in Toronto and it's a big deal. It's a big, big deal. You know, you got the floats, you got the costumes, everybody is going out. They invite people to come and, and, and stand around and eat the food and, and do all this stuff. I mean, it, if I was a kid, you know, I'd probably want to get into, into it a little bit. I'd probably want to wear awesome. something that makes me feel like I belong or it's part of the festivity or, or fun. Just like, I guess, in New Orleans, when you wear the beads and, and the whole thing, right. you know, we're not... Right. You know, I'm not into voodoo or anything, but I might, I, who knows what I would do if I was drunk and was, right, right, I don't right. know. Like, but I, I get the idea. They talk about like the Washington Redskins and, and, and taking the headdress, the American, and yeah. that's kind of, I can see where that's appropriation. It's yeah. misappropriation because it's, you know, really you're taking something from a culture that, that has no meaning for you at all. Right. right? right and and right. saying here, this is for football. Right. And people are making lots and lots and lots of money on it. Absolutely. Uh, what about Cinco de Mayo? You yes. know, I mean, you just kind of take it over, you know, it's like, oh, uh, really? Exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and see, I was reading today that it's wrong to have tacos. If, if a Mexican restaurant's owned by somebody who isn't Mexican, then you shouldn't be eating tacos. Uh, and I, then I think, well, what about pizza? And yeah. what about St. Patrick's Day? Absolutely. And, and all of these other holidays that people, you know, get yeah. dressed up for. So they yeah. said that you shouldn't, you're, you should not send your children out for Halloween if they're yeah. dressed like a gypsy, yeah. if yeah. they're dressed like a geisha, if they're yeah. dressed like, um, oh, what was the other one? I can't remember. You know, because cause you're taking um, stereotype and yeah. exploiting that stereotype. Right. 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 I used to go out as a gypsy when I was a kid. I never thought about it. You know, I didn't, I didn't think I was hurting anybody. Right, my grandmother's right. Romanian. I don't know if that helps, but you know, like <laughs> they say, if you don't belong to the culture and you don't historically read about the culture mm-hmm. and understand the culture, then you shouldn't have any part of that culture. And then if you do read about the culture and understand the culture, maybe you still shouldn't appropriate it. They're saying yoga. You shouldn't be doing yoga. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Because yeah. that's cultural misappropriation. Yeah. 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 I don't know where it stops and starts, but I, I do know that, you know, you said a, at the top, um, of the show here, Myra, um, you, you had something on your website. It said, finding out what connects us, reveling in our differences. This is the process that brings us closer, that gives Absolutely. us a, a world shared values and meaningful community. You have that on your website. And I, and I yeah. think, I think yeah. Alex said it too. In this global unity that's happening, in this, yeah. you know, we're, we're taking from each other. And Absolutely. what's good, I mean, in Toronto, we probably have 90 different ethnic restaurants. I can eat Ethiopian food. I can mm-hmm. eat Thai food. I can eat, you know, Japanese food or whatever kind of food there is in the world. Mm-hmm. Is that culture misappropriation or is that, you know, I'm having an experience that's amazing Absolutely. that I get to go globally around the world and not even leave my home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I think th- those people uh, kind of fall on deaf ears after a while because this is the coming together. This is the blending of the people. And however we blend, whether it's through hair, whether it's through, um, you know, um, the different types of hair, things of that nature, we have to blend together. And taking a little bit of each culture to understand it and the reason why you're doing it, even if it's just a heartfelt uh, um, uh, uh, opportunity that there was an event she was going to and she wanted to blend in. She wanted to be a part of. And I think that that's great because if we do more of that, take a teeny bit of each culture together yeah. and show that appreciation, I think we'll be a better, a better whole world, actually. I think we'll be a, be a better world when we do that. So I guess the idea is you don't make money off of it. If no. you don't make money off of it, no. you're okay. Absolutely. Have you, well, yes. have you experienced that, Alex? cultural appropriation in, in Nigeria. 
<laughs> okay, that's very weird. Um, and I mean, that would, okay, so here in Nigeria is a very unique place, right? Because even though we really are predominantly black, right? So we're Africans, we're not necessarily, and, and which is why it's kind of like pretty a difficult place, right? Having conversation about racism, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a sense, even though we understand what it is, we're not necessarily experiencing this every day because the people who are, you know, around us look like us. Right. That being said, we experience other kinds of isms, you know, because mm-hmm. we have what we call ethnicism, mm-hmm. which again, you look at a culture where there is a smaller group and we still have minority cultures, uh, minor, my, minority ethnic groups, right? So we have over 200 ethnic groups. People are not all the same, right? Here in Nigeria, right. even though we have right. one country, we all come from different parts, from the West, from the East, from the North, from the South. And all of these places have different ethnic groups and speak over 200 languages. And mm-hmm. so you would go to a part of, I, I get to face stuff like that. Like, you know, something like, oh, you're Igbo right? Or you shouldn't be, you know, can I call my child a Yoruba name, right? Because, well, I'm from the East, right? And, and, or if somebody was wearing, if an Igbo person saw somebody, a Yoruba person wearing their cultural attire, right? That would be some kind of (laughs) cultural misappropriation or appropriation. So there's still that, you know, people still trying to hold on to culture tradition as it is right right? as opposed to seeing tradition evolving and that we're all you know unifying and there's this you know um exchange so people still you know you're from the west i'm from the east no don't know um you know these kinds of people talk this way or should dress this way or shouldn't touch Mm -hmm. that so Mm -hmm. it's there you know little it's here right here really even though we don't call it that it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty much here i understand that people are afraid to lose their culture i i I do understand that and 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 i you know I applaud the natives, you know, when they, they teach language lessons because they were, you know, the Aboriginal Indians in, in America and Canada, you know, they lost that language and they were, they were torn apart from, from, mm-hmm. you know, their language and said, no, you can't keep your Indian name. You have to have an English name and you can't speak mm-hmm. this language anymore. And, and mm-hmm. so I understand you want to get back to your roots. And a lot of people do want, want to know their roots, mm-hmm. but you know, it's funny, Alex, I'm going to, I'm going to be blunt because I don't know how else to, is there, is there, a black group in Nigeria that's like the whites of the blacks. Do you know what I'm saying? That we're we're the we're on the top of the food chain. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm Is saying? there a white group? <laughs> um well there how do I put it? Um yes, well, I mean if you're saying is there a minority ethnic group, I hear I guess that's what you're saying. Um yes, it, you know, even though we say there are three main ethnic groups, there are actually two hundred right? Over mm-hmm. 200, 200 different languages. So, but we still say there are three main. So if who's on the top else, of the food right? chain? Is it religious-based? Um, is it, is it from where it, you're from? Would, How dark your skin would, is? Like, wh- where's it all come from? Well, it would be polit. you know, it, even though it's now starting to look more political, right? It, oh. You know, of course there is a group of, you know, first of all, when it comes to religion, you have mm-hmm. Christians and the Muslims, right? There's a whole lot of Christians, right? Mm-hmm. And then there is, if you're Yoruba, or you're the Igbo, or you're them. But then there's also who's controlling the, the, the political scene, right? Because whoever is, you know, controlling politics, or who's at the um, top of the government, right, is creating opportunities for people from you know, that same group of people. So it would be the struggle somewhere between, um, you know, 
I don't want to say this, but you know, there are people who, you know, are different. And so sometimes the evil person feels marginalized. So they might be the the blacks, right? The minority, so to speak, because they would say, oh, you know, we've had a Yoruba president, right? We've had um, an Hausa man be president. And, you know, we have, well, you know, you guys, you know, you, you don't share the, you know, the government isn't bringing, you know, industrialization and isn't, you know, bringing, um, isn't expanding the East, right? So they feel like they are the Israelites, yeah. pretty much. Like, you know, so they are definitely a group of people who feel like, you know, we, can we divide this country? We would like to start our own country. We want to separate from this country because we don't feel like you're carrying us along or we don't feel like we belong, right? So yes, I think, in, you know, in every, even in Africa, if we look at the things that were happening between South Africa and Nigeria and a couple of the other African countries, xenophobia, is some kind of, you know, even if it's not, it's, it's not race, but these are African brothers killing each other, right. right? They're killing themselves because they are afraid that somebody's going to come take over their jobs in their own country. So mm-hmm. this is you trying to preserve opportunity and you're worried that people who are visiting are coming to take over your job. So it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling me a while ago, because you're, you're an actress, a Bollywood, a Nollywood actress. And I remember you telling me that, that sometimes, you know, you wouldn't get a part because of the color of your skin, that if there was a girl who was a little bit lighter, because it doesn't cost as much money to light you up kind of thing. So there was racism in that kind of, right? Colorism. Colorism. Yeah, colorism. Yes, there's colorism. Right. Yeah, well, you know, there, like I said, there are lots of isms, right? There are things that, you know, I remember, you know, when I, the early days of my career, I would audition for a part and I would get the part and I was given the role. And just as we're about to film, you know, another actor will get, you know, they will bring her like from back, like she, she wasn't part of the production, probably didn't audition or anything, but then, you know, they would switch us and then go, oh, you know, she's, she's getting your part. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, she's lighter. Right. You know, she's light skin. And and that happened not once, not twice, not three times. And sometimes that has you wondering, looking at yourself and maybe even starting to hit the color of your skin. You know, for me, not. But, you know, for a lot of other people, we've seen black people bleach because, you know, they wanted to be lighter because somehow they felt more attractive being yeah. white or just looking closer to being white. So it was like, okay, you know what? I might be appreciated more if I was just light skin. Um, yeah. I think yeah. that I see this even in places like India where they have the caste system. India, definitely they have the caste you know, system. The lighter you are, the more the attractive cast, you are. The lighter you are, the more attractive you are. And, and when you're in the entertainment industry, I think it's that way pretty much. Like you look yeah. at all bleaching creams and lightning creams. What's it there for? Like you want to look brighter, you want to look more attractive. And right. so you start to... Um, you know, these things do exist. They happen even in the entertainment industry. But there's that one actress who, I can't remember her name right now. She's Mexican and and I think she's Mm Mexican-Nigerian. She's quite dark. Do you know what I mean? Um, She she was in a number of really big films last year or year before. Who, Lupita? Yeah, Lupita. She's Tanzanian. Lupita, okay. She's she's Tanzanian. She's Tanzanian. Tanzanian. Kenyan. She's from Kenya. Kenya. Yeah. yeah, but she grew up in Tanzania. Yeah. yeah, she is. But, you know, I think that she, um, it takes a lot of, you know, I guess, again, there is the extreme to that because it's hard. It's harder for people, somebody who looks like me, right? Or maybe even a little lighter where, I mean, if you're dark, you're dark, right? Just so you're dark and there's a place yeah. for you because you belong somewhere. Right. And if you're, if you're light skin, you're light. But if you're somewhere in the middle, it's like, you're not dark, you're not light. So where do you belong, right? This yeah. is... Yeah. Um, so it, it's a little, it's, a, it's kind of hard because there's a role for that person. And then, of course, they would stereotype her, right? So with someone like Lupita, the 
the the and I guess this is also the you know the challenge with cult- cultural appropriation is you know also not trying to fall into stereotypes right so you would take the average depicts the average black or the average African or African American as a really totally dark person. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, there are variables of black, you know, like some people are even li- as light as a white person, right? right? So yeah. some, some are really light skinned and some are very dark and some are milky caramel and chocolate. They're all flavors of different African yeah. or they would depict a, a certain African with a certain accent. Yeah. So that is, you know, there's just all that depiction that kind of, you know, makes misappropriates culture in a sense, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Myra, okay, I wanted to ask you, um, the other couple weeks ago, my husband and I, we were talking, uh, he's, um, his last name is Irish, Mm -hmm. and he's Irish German descent. And I go, so what are you? He goes, I'm Irish. I said, what do you know about Ireland? I said, you've never been to Ireland. You don't know the probably the most you know about Ireland is that there's a St. Patrick's Day, honestly, (laughs) and you don't even drink. So why, why are you Irish? Tell me about your Irish experience. And he couldn't, obviously. Right. And, and, and so I thought about, you know, African-American. Yes, maybe not all came from Africa, but, you know, how much do they actually know about Africa and black history? And I have a friend who's very, very big into black history. Her and her husband teach it. She's white, he's black. But, you know, they're, they, like, they go to schools and they, they really make sure everybody really understands the culture and what happened in black history and not, not just the surface stuff, but what really happened, you know, um, in Canada and, and they were head of the emancipation festival and, and all of this. So they're very, very involved. Um, but you know, in America people, I'm African American, but what do they know? Like, do they, do they really understand their culture or is it just, I was a slave? Like what, what do they understand? I'm, I'm curious. They don't, they don't, we don't, I'm going to say that. We weren't taught that in school. And and that's why, you know, they have this project called 1619 that's coming out, which uh, Trump is is denying any type of um, him and cotton. They're denying to have that put into schools to be read. So you can tell the truth about America. And, you know, we experience that racism and, and, and colorism here as well, Alex, in America, even in a corporate industry. And, and do we know about Africa? No, we don't. We weren't taught about Africa. And then when you start to try to work and go to school and pay bills, you kind of leave that aside. You just have this own little thing that says you came from Africa because you're black or because your skin color, but that's not always the truth as it is, but we don't know that because if you don't go on, uh, do your DNA, you won't know where you're coming from. So who's actually going to take the time to do that? Um, so I think black America, uh, um, is trying to find their place because black America doesn't have a place. You know, it's kind of like we were born here, but where we were bought here, but that could have been generations ago. And so where do I go from here? And, and unfortunately what happens is we stop at slavery. We start at slavery and slavery. That's crazy because I, I tell people, well, what, were we or what were you before slavery? A lot of great, amazing kings and queens and 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 patriarchs were there, but not you, everybody was one. Not not everybody was one, yeah. but you know, and everybody wasn't a slave, and everybody wasn't descendants of slaves. And and, and you know, unfortunately, my husband's people owned slaves, so it's all discombobulated, and there is no formal education to help our children 
for us to really understand because it, it takes a lot of time to dig through that and find out. And, and I was going to say that the corporate, the corporate arena also has that colorism issue as well. You know, I came out of working for law firms and you had to look a certain way or be a certain color because if you were too dark, they're not going to hire you. You know, you got a, you got a law firm full of whites. They didn't want that. They just want to have just a hint yeah, a little, little caramel was okay. Just a little caramel was okay. Just to say, I got one. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And, and you get to feel that kind of tension. So, and look how smart she is too. Yeah. And so, but then when I get in there, I had to compete with the women. Yeah. Kind of like, how can you be, you know, his assistant? And we've been, he's never had one and never a black one. So it's just the whole shabam, it's crazy. And, and that's why I think, you know, us coming together, getting a piece of each other helps us to kind of tone down the craziness that's going on just in, all over the world. So do you think it would help? I'm just curious. Do you think it would help if you, if you dropped the African-American and became black American and just... Oh, well, that yeah. experience, maybe? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've never used the African-American. Actually, I use other. Uh, when I was trying to get my son in a particular school, I use other. I mean, he was lighter than me, had, had gray eyes. So he could be anything. And I dared him to tell me he wasn't. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. So I just use other. And, and I think that's just a systematic, that's a system to put you in pockets. Yep. You know, that in the zip code. So um, I don't put African-American on there and it's not. And then some people say, you don't want to get your hair. I put black, uh, you know, I'm a black American. That's what I am. I can't be anything else. This is where I am. And if they say, go back, I'm like, go back to where? Where am I going back to? You know, generations uh, 10 down have been here. So it becomes a personal issue. Uh, And then it also, um, uh, you have to have some validation somewhere. And um, in America, they're trying to strip you of your validation, of your credentials, of who you are. And you have to almost just kind of feel your way through it. So I think, you know, we were Black America, African American, Afro American. I mean, we've had about six different titles that was given to Black America. And we kind of picked them up because it was given. And I just think that we need to rethink that. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, I can see how, how being a Black American would root you in America. Absolutely. Would say, you know what? We are American. Absolutely. We're not, you know, we're not coming from other places now. Now we're here. We were born here. We are American. We should be treated exactly the same as every other American. End of story. And that's what Latino Americans do that. Uh, Irish Americans do that. Uh, Italian Americans do that. So you gotta have, and in some, of course, would disagree because they like, they're still in space. But at this, you get, you, 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 then that helps you not to say, I'm not a part of this country. You are a you part are. of this is your country. Right. You can't go to Jamaica and say, that's your country. You can't go to Italy and say, that's your country. Does Africa have a program where they invite Africans to it from who are born in another country? Do they have programs like, where I, they're invited? Like I'm, I'm Jewish, right? And Israel has a program, like when you're younger, they have a program where I could go for free. They would invite me over to learn about Israel and learn about my my culture. And and so they invite their children home, let's say. Hmm. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure that exists. Like, you know, there are people, you know, there are just lots of cultural events and, you know, 
lectures and things being organized. But like the question would really be that, you know, that you, first of all, are African, right? Yeah, and that right. you know where your roots are, right. that you're coming home. And of course, Absolutely. you're always, you're always welcome home. Like nobody's right. going to stop you from coming home if, oh, I know my dad's Nigerian or my great grandparents were Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Like you're always welcome. People are always happy to see you know, people, you know, see sure. their children come home. Um, I do, you know, I was thinking of what Myra was saying, you know, the whole thing of the black, you know, black American and the African American. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I, I've never really referred to, um, a black, you know, I, I'm using the word, but I, I've never really referred to someone as black American. Mm-hmm. Um, well, your uh, sister lives in New York. What do you, what does she call? What well, is she? She's, she's, she's African American. Okay. okay. Well, she is African American, yes, but she's you know she's American as well. So right. she can choose. She was born in America. She can choose. So this is it. You're either gonna be African American or you're just gonna be American. Right. Like I feel like whether you're Black American still puts you in a box. And I, I agree. Probably labels you. Um, that's why you know there's that confusion. I'm different. You gotta have a root somewhere. So. So you're, you know, or be African-American and have some connection somewhere, right? Because right. if you're black, what's black? I don't, I don't know anybody's, I don't, I don't think black is even the color it's of not any a country. skin that's black, really. Yeah. I think we have brown, it's not a color trait. I haven't seen a white skin either. Like, do you understand? I haven't seen a white skin, I haven't seen a black skin. So mm-hmm. I see brown skin, I see, I haven't seen a white skin, I haven't seen black skin. So I think that that's also a way to, you know, put people into boxes and that will continue to make, you know, the black person a minority saying, yeah. oh, I'm black American. What's the, I, I would say be American, just be American or be, you that's know, right. I agree. Your, yeah. this, you know, find, what I did agree. you say? Yeah. And that's an option. Yeah. You're right. That, no. That's an option. Because, because if, if you were born in a country, you're from that country, right? You naturalize in that country. That's your home. So you would, you know, I would say, take up the black, you know, why would I, I'm American. It's either you are American or you're a foreigner. Right. Right. So yeah. it's, that would make things easier than people, putting people into sub labels and subcategories and stuff. That just, you know, because, because it- the difference between, I, I realize, <clears throat> excuse me, between, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Canada and America, and I'm in Canada, in Canada is when people come to Canada, they are Polish Canadian, Irish Canadian, Chinese Canadian. But when they go to the States, they're, you know, American, Polish. American, Irish, American, America always comes first, mm-hmm. but the African-American says it's the African first. And I don't think you have to distinguish. You're just American. Like I was thinking about um, July 1st, Independence Day or July 4th, Independence Day. July 1st is our Independence Day, July 4th. So what are they celebrating? The Americans are celebrating the liberation from England, from somebody being their boss. Yes. But every, the whole country celebrates it. Mm-hmm. But the African-Americans celebrate it too. Yes. And, it's, and it's kind of like, why are the whites celebrating something? And then, you know, they're denigrating these other people. And, and you know, and they, they took them on as, as their slaves. When the whites who came over were actually slaves of the British and, and you know, um, held feudal, you know, positions with them. And, and they're kind of like the you know, the prisoners, let's get rid of them, just like they did in Australia, and, and sent them here. So it's kind of like, it's funny, and, and people do it all the time, and you see it even within the African nation, is that somebody, somebody always wants to be at the top of the food chain and wants to boss other people around and say, we're better than you, and we're going to, you know, tell you what to do. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and that's going to continue because that's how they kind of keep a tab on you. You know, when they're doing the census, the census, it would be wonderful if it said American, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it would be wonderful and say, of all these people of all colors are just American citizens, but they have to find, uh, even your birth certificate is going to show it, in your marriage license, your driver's license, your census, even when you fill out the application for a job or just your medical Right. They have this long list of so-and-so Americans and where you're from and that kind of thing. So it's challenging and wish we could change it yeah. uh, to be different because I think it makes everybody more inclusive. That's but it. the system is set up, you know, those that are in a hierarchy that want to make sure that we keep you in the places that we want to keep you. But here's the other side of that too. Now, if we know that you're African-American, we know that you're Latino-American, and they're developing the COVID, you know, vaccine. And they're saying that the Black Americans and the Latinos, they're, they're dying at a higher rate. Now, are they dying at a higher rate because of, of how they live financially? Or, they, or is their body different? Like, is there something, you know, uniquely different about um, higher incidence of insulin uh, or diabetes, higher incidence of, of whatever? So they're saying, well, we need more, more Blacks and more Latinos um, to do the testing because we don't know if it's going to work on them. Like they're, do you know what I'm saying? I don't believe that. You don't that. believe that? <laughs> no, I don't believe that. It's not that they think it's going to work on us. They just want to work on us because there was something <laughs> Tuskegee Institute experiment and we just don't trust them because yeah. okay. they did it before. So it's like, first time, shame on me. Oh no, that's yeah. not going to happen again. And, um, and I, I don't, because see the numbers are screwed. I don't believe the numbers that come out of the government because they say African-Americans are more likely to get COVID-19 and they're dying at a higher rate. But if you look at the, 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 the per capita is what we're not looking at. If you look at the per capita, we are not the ones that are dying at a higher rate. It's white people that are dying at a higher rate. Same thing with the crime. When you see black on black crime per capita, it's lower than it is on the other side. So they just throw that word out there. And I, I kind of get upset with, you know, media sometimes with screwing everything up, but yeah. no, we're not going to take that medicine. They can't get people to take it. They can't get us to take it because it's like, Oh no, you're not going to do this to us. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, um, we just don't trust this government at all. I wouldn't uh, trust them. Especially the administration. Yeah. We just don't trust them. And, uh, but some people get them, but they're trying to pull us. And I think the people just were exposed just a little bit more basically because they had to work in that particular field. Yeah. So they are exposed, but I generally don't really look and think the numbers are what they are, but they want to make us think that, that they are that as well. Okay. I, I can, I can understand that one. Yeah. 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 I do know that, that, you know, women and they, when they test heart medication, they don't generally test it on women, that women have a very different experience than men and the yeah. drugs don't work the same on us as it, yeah. as they do on men, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they don't care. It's just, no. save men and not women, I guess. No, no. Well, yeah, casualties of war is what he would say, you know? So yeah. it's kind of like, nah, we'll pass. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what a great, you know, topic. It's really interesting to talk to you guys about this. And, and I'm sure that there are lots of militant people who think differently yes. and, and, you know, would say something very different. I have it. Um, hang on here. I think I have a note I want to read. I have a note I want to read. Oh yeah. This is, this is kind of interesting. Um, I was reading on Facebook. Um, there's, there's a, this man, John Amici, he was a former NBA player turned psychiatrist and he was talking about 
white privilege and, and all privilege, he said, um, is about the absence of an impediment or an inconvenience. We don't notice it until it's absent. And then it's, you know, all we notice is, is this impediment. Mm -hmm. So I, I get that, you know, it's probably easier for me to get a job or to be respected somewhere or to walk in and, and, you know, it's not as difficult for me, let's say in certain areas. Although in St. Louis, I would tell you it's pretty damn hard. <laughs> I went to, I went to university in St. Louis and my roommate was black and, and she goes, I can't take you home. They'll kill you. So, I mean, there are pockets of places where, you know, I can't go. Yeah. You know, yeah. just that's just the nature of yeah. our world today, I think. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget that. But uh, yeah. 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 But, but yeah. I, I, I get it. Yeah. There are a few pockets that you can go, but the majority of pockets you can, you can slide right into. Um, and, and, you know, somebody looks like me, it, it'd be kind of, I could, you know, be on both ends of the, the spectrum every sure. now and then it just kind of depends, uh, on where I'm going or who I'm around, mm -hmm. um, things of that nature, but mm -hmm. I could, I could be on either side and, and get there, but you, you hate that you are the one that could get through when somebody else, you know, they happened right. to be in college, you know, and they were going to pledge and, and my, uh, uh, my roommate was very dark. And so they called us in to want to pledge a, a, a sorority and they didn't want to take her. So I said, no, I don't even want to be a part of anything like this. Right. You know, if that's how you feel, then I don't want to be a part of it. You right. know, so it kind of makes you feel, you know, you kind of get that, that stand up for what's right you know, more so than just be a part of this. And you have to do that for other yeah, people. And, and this is what, you know, it's kind of interesting. I don't know, Alex, if you've been following what's, you know, the Black Lives Matter in America and all of the stuff that's been going on. Um, but a whole bunch of people stood up uh, after George Floyd, a whole bunch of people, white, black, Chinese, everybody, you know, stood up and said, this is not, ex you know, acceptable any longer. We are going to stop all of this bullshit. Right. And, and I think they really meant it. And, and some people... You know, some, some African-Americans, they, they reached out and said, you know, what the fuck are you white people doing? Get, you know, you don't belong here kind of thing. Mm. And I thought, yeah, we kind of do because I think Absolutely. you need us to stand up. I think Absolutely. you need everybody to stand together, yeah. no matter who you are, and say it's not acceptable in our society. It's easier for us. Yeah. If we don't break it down, who's going to do it? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, really. It, it's, you know, this, these... And I followed it. I mean, if, unless you're not human, right? Yeah. This is this is a humanity issue. Yes, I, I'm tired of getting. You know, it's I, I understand. And again, sometimes one of the reasons I try not to say much about it is because I'm African, right? And I live in Africa, and so the way that I will process racism is yeah. different from someone who experiences every who experiences this every day, yeah. right? Even the Africans who live yes. in America, I have my like, you know, four of my siblings in the U.S. So I know what it's like to feel like you could get into trouble just because of the color of your skin. I know what it feels like not to feel safe. Oh, well, right. I don't really know what it feels like, but I understand what yeah. that would feel like. Yeah. At the same time, I feel like, you know, the conversations about race and not just race, even gender, right? Genderism, yeah. racism, yeah. colorism, all kinds of isms. As, you know, for me personally, I feel like, you know, maybe if we focused on humanity, just one ism, like humanism, yeah. that might be easy. It might be a lot more easier because the, the point is, it doesn't matter if it was a black or white or yellow or whatever color, you know, is that, is it okay to kill another human being? No, it's yeah. not. No. It's not okay. 
And if you saw the other person as someone like you, you wouldn't kill that person. If you thought that person could have been your brother or your sister, like this would be so much easier. And I, I feel like there really needs to be a tangible consequence for these actions. Because once there are consequences for this, it's easy to see what, you know, what, what the result would be. If I do something wrong, then this is the price I'm going to pay. Right. right. And then we can start to tackle. I do know that it does definitely benefits a couple of people in government. Right. That's that's true everywhere. Even here in Nigeria. I know you were saying something about filling out the forms and, you know, even with all the forms, you know, I still get I, I personally get like, OK, when I fill out forms, why do you need to ask me what my state of origin is? I'm yeah. Nigerian. Why do you need to ask me what my state of what what does it matter what my state of origin is? You know, I keep I hear comments, somebody go, Oh, well, you know, evil people, I don't really like evil people. Well, you don't really like evil people, but I'm probably more Yoruba than you are. Like I'm more Lagosian than you are because I was born here in Lagos. But because my great grandfather doesn't come from this part of Nigeria, it means that I don't belong. But I was born here. So the point is if we focused and saw each other as one people. Right. And then we create a con- you know, there are legit consequences for actions that are, that are, are inhuman. Yeah. Then maybe, you know, we won't be having these conversations about race because let's be honest, like it's, you know, it doesn't matter to me, black, white, yellow skin. Would you want to shoot another human being? Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. You know, so it, it, it really is getting, you know, because there's no winning. I don't, I don't know how this is going to end. Like I'm trying to be solution focused. Like, okay, what's the end of this? How do we get this? How do we get this to stop? Right. So we keep going black, black lives matter. Yes, they matter, you know, but you know, so every life really matters. Every life matters. And also every life matters. Yeah. Every life, every living thing, every, every living thing that God has created matters. It just matters. And I understand the reason for black life, but you know, going back to what you said, Frankie, about, you know, uh, white people also coming into the fray uh, with the protesting. But the thing is we need white people. We need them because it's more of you all than it is of us, you know, of, uh, you know, 13, 15% of the population. Yeah, we need more than just us because I don't think you hear us when it's just us yeah. because you're looking at the color of our skin and you're like, oh, it's just them. It's yeah. no big deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, leave them alone. They'll get over it and, and, that, and keep doing it. But when we have people from all walks of life, people of all different cultures, people from everywhere have the same mindset that, look, this is wrong and right. we need to change it. Then they start to listen because then we have come on a united front. We're coming in numbers. We're coming in diversity and we're ready to just kill this thing. Yeah. I mean, you got to break down the structure. You just got to break it down. Absolutely. And it's going to be the people, the citizenry is ones is going to do it. Uh, those that are getting paid in 30 years in, 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 in the uh, Congress and the Senate no. and all that, they're not going to do it. They, no. They're getting paid. They're not going to do it. They, you know, they got a cushion job, plus they got a, a retirement, plus they got insurance. They're of not course. Gonna, you know, so the citizenry has to come together as one and, and, and make those systemic changes uh, through through what we do it from, you know? Um, and I, I just think it just has to be that way. How is it going to end, Alex? I don't think it's going to end too well because I don't think some of these policemen are going to, you know, have to pay for what they've done. Yeah. And uh, waiting time and time again that, you know what, when it pops open, it's not going to be pretty at all. I really thought after George Floyd that the police um, would have gone through their, their personnel and really started to weed out those that they really know were racist and, and just power hungry and, and, you know, just total assholes to start with. I really thought they were going to do that, but obviously they didn't because we see the next thing. It keeps happening. Yeah. You know, 
uh, keeps happening, keeps happening. And at the same time, you know, I have a daughter who works at 911. She goes, what are people going to do if they call 911 and the police don't want to go out because the people don't want them? Mm-hmm. You know, then what? They're, they're crying like, oh, I, you know, this guy's just murdered. So what, what do you want me to do? You don't want me to come and you don't want me to help. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword, right? But they do need to weed out the bad. They definitely need to weed out those people. There are definitely people who should not be police officers. Right. Definitely people who should not be police officers. And I don't know why, you know, there aren't psychiatrists and psychologists and profilers and people who, who, you know, look at that and say, no, that person just power is going to turn them into a monster. Like It's about money. It's all about money. And it's unfortunate. It all leads to that because yeah, they need psychiatrists and counselors that are going to come on the scene when these people have domestic problems or drug abuse or things like that. It's all about money and it's all about power and having power over the people, the police, and then they need policemen that are part of the community, right? You're going to have policemen that don't look like the people in the community. That's been said for years. That's right. You know, I I lived in St. Louis and I knew, you know, and I understand the Michael Brown issue because they did do those things. If my dad wasn't, you know, if my dad didn't know the mayor, we could have been in some of those things. So It's, it's, it's not that it's the, the fix is not simple. The fix is simple, but getting the people to fix it is where it's the major problem for them to do it. Yeah. They don't want to do it. They like the power. They like where they are. As long as it's not your kids, your family, your wife getting pulled over, your son getting pulled over. They don't care. They just don't. And they've, they've shown that. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I was so impressed by your mayor and, and, she totally made me cry when she got on there, you know, and, and talked about the police and how worried she is for her children and, and all of that. And, and for all, you know, me, I'm, I'm worried for all, all mothers of black sons, especially who, who live in the United States. Like it's horrific. Like I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine what it's like in that conversation that you have to have and, and the fear when, you know, I mean, people just naturally fear police cars coming. I, yeah. We all do a little heart races up, whatever. Right. What yeah. I do, what I do, what are they going to do? But I can't even imagine what it's like, you know, in your experience. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I'm so sorry for that. I really am. Yeah. My, I was conversation with my son all the time and he goes out and comes back. You just don't know, you yeah. know, and you have the conversation, but men are men and you can't just expect men to just, you, you tell you can't them stay home. Like, you oh. can't stay home. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you know, as much as you want to cradle them, you just can't, you know, so you just have to be mindful, intentional and prayerful, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, um, Alex, I know that you have a new radio station starting. You want to talk about it before we go? Hey, Alex. What the- <laughs> yes. Um, you know, we're getting ready to set up the, uh, launch the Bragg Radio Network. And so it's going to be, you know, a global 24-7 radio station. Good. So you see, we're always doing global stuff, right? Because I really, truly believe in the whole entire multicultural ecosystem. Like, I don't, you know, there. I know that there are people who want to preserve Black you know, and it's great to preserve culture because I'm, you know, I'm a creator of art. So I understand what it means to own your art and to take credit for it and to keep it and to preserve it and, and all of that. But at the same time, you know, we don't grow um, if we don't, you know, come together and exchange and create platforms where people can actually come together. So for me, I'm, you know, I see when you know, people, oh, you know, just black, I just, you know, I just work with black women only, or I just work with white women only, or I just work with women only. And what about the man? You know, I just, you know, for me as a personal belief, I believe in humanity and humanism. So 
the Brag Radio Network is getting ready to launch soon, and it's a platform for men, women, and anyone from around the world. So, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. And so, you believe September 30th will be the launch of your book, Myra? Yes, September 30th is the launch of my book, and I'm excited about it. It's going to be, um, I'll be sending out all kinds of marketing for you two, for everybody. So I'm looking forward What's to What's the title again? It's uh, Struggling to Keep the Vows. Struggling to Keep Woo! the Vows. So, yeah, yeah, it's in a collaboration. I need to read it. <laughs> you need to interview her. <laughs> I need to read it. <laughs> yes, I'm going to have her. A, a collaboration yes. of different um, uh, couples that, you know, just talking about this thing. And my husband and I have been doing it for 15 years or so, a better one, uh, before I did the radio station. But I, I'm, I'm excited. We're looking forward to it, to Awesome. Kind of help people know it, you know, it is what it is and you're going to have them challenges. You just have to hold on. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not. And I don't know. They mustn't have nothing to do 50 years ago because godly, it can be something. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy. <laughs> it's, it's not easy. But <laughs> God bless those that last it and, and make it through. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just want to send out a special prayer to, to Nambu and, and hopefully that she recovers um, quickly from, from whatever she has. Hopefully it's not COVID, but if it is that she, re, you know, she recovers quickly and doesn't have any lasting effects from it. Um, I feel awful that she would have contacted that, but everybody stay safe, wear your mask. Yes. <laughs> Thanks girls. Okay. I'm going to stop. I'm going to say goodbye to Facebook. Goodbye, Facebook. Bye. Facebook. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Appreciate it. Okay. We're.